My name is Andy. I help people live life on purpose. This podcast explores the mystery, beauty, and complexity of life through conversations with an array of incredible practitioners, all of them working at the edge of what's possible for humanity. This is a place for big dreams, bold creativity, and fierce hope. Welcome to the Wonder Dome. If you're inspired by this conversation and you'd like to see it reach more people, you can help the Wonder Dome take flight by sharing it with friends and colleagues, subscribing, giving us a high star rating, and best of all, leaving a glowing review. If you'd like to go even further, consider becoming a monthly supporter. You'll help me keep the lights on and support a wide range of charitable causes. You can learn more at mindfulcreative.coach. Thanks in advance for helping us inspire the world. My guest today is Wendy Wise. And yes, if you're wondering, that is her real last name. She's a First Nation Indigenous energy healer and a well-being advocate who was born with what she describes as gifts of vision and wisdom, the capacity to understand people not on an intellectual level, but on an energetic level. She's trained with mentors and elders from First Nations and other disciplines across the decades, with over 30 years doing this work. Wendy has traveled the world, working with tens of thousands of people across many different cultures. She's been featured at the Sundance Festival, and she's shared her impactful method for healing and breakthrough with crowds as large as 20,000 people. On our episode today, we explore what energy is, what she means when she talks about energy, and how in really simple and beautiful ways we can get out of the story that we've written for each other and reconnect with nature and with our spirit and with our creative essence to be who we're meant to be in the world. Wendy talks about the belief in many First Nation indigenous cultures that we're all here together in a time such as this for a reason, every single one of us, and that we are in fact dreaming together the world we're creating for ourselves. She beautifully invites us into a possibility that we can begin to dream a new dream and make a world where every one of us finds our way to that essence. So let's get settled in. Take a big, deep breath. And hear what Wendy has to share with us. Wendy Wise, welcome to the Wonder Dome. Thank you so much for having me. I'm honored and humbled by the invitation and your willingness to spend time in, with us uh, today in the energy and um, looking forward to the conversation and what we can create. Yeah, me too. I'm, I'm particularly excited about this conversation because, as I said before we started recording, I've only been doing the show for a few months and I'm already finding it to be really if I can use the word soul, like it's my soul's work, I feel really called to it. And what I love is that you're here because this is out in the world. We've never met before. We've never had a conversation before, but your team reached out and here we are. And when they reached out, what spoke to me was, was your commitment to healing. Like you really actively describe yourself as a healer. Mm -hmm. I wonder if we could start there. Why healer? Why not coach or 
or teacher or any other word that you might use. Why is healing the place that you start from when you share what you do in the world with others? Thank you. Uh, great question, by the way. So uh, my background is I'm First Nation Native American, and I'm an Indigenous healer for, uh, I came through with gifts and capacities as a little girl. I believe we come through all of us with different gifts and capacities as human beings. And I knew that I was different from a little girl. Uh, so I do have gifts in a lot of areas. And one of them is uh, healing. Now, what I will say, the caveat to that word is that it is never my role to heal someone else. It is empower them uh, to heal themselves. So mm-hmm. a healer, it's not their role. Even in indigenous medicine, people will come to someone like me for a healing, but that could be as easy as a conversation that we're having right now, because right now as human beings, we're facilitating energy just by speaking. Mm -hmm. because words have power. So healing can look a lot of different ways. Uh, And I'm considered an indigenous healer. Uh, I have, and as you you yourself probably do as well, I have many titles and certifications and all the things. I think healer is the easiest way to frame that First Nation background. I also have a huge other side of alternative medicine that you know, I believe it's the true medicine. I spent 30 plus years of my life cultivating and seeking alternative health and wellness. And so people come to me from all over the world, uh, or I travel uh, depending on uh, the circumstance, uh, obviously not now, uh, for people. And I would say facilitating energy, moving energy is what's called a healer. Mm -hmm. I'm finding myself really curious about the little girl who knew she was different or perhaps had adults around her who knew she was different. Like what, what was going on in your life that you realized that you had these capacities to help people heal, to help move energy, to help connect with ways with other people in ways that were unique to you. Thank you. Uh, It's a little bit difficult to explain because there aren't always words that match energy in the English language or maybe in other languages around the world, I saw things, I felt things, I heard things, I sensed things that other people didn't see. It was almost like sometimes you look around and you go, is anybody else catching this or is this just me? And I knew that from a little girl. And then through my life and uh, the different uh, experiences and so forth, I recognized that there was definitely something there and something different. When I, my family were entrepreneurs and my dad was born in the Great Depression in 1920. And one of the reasons why I'm so, what I would say, prepared for such a time as this on this planet, the uncertainty, the lack of security or safety and control and kind of the very foundation that's been rocked underneath this country and the planet is Mm -hmm. that my dad, uh, I lived that with him because that colored and framed his whole life of how he functioned. So I learned business from my mom and dad. I took over their companies when they retired. And then uh, I went on to continue to cultivate and seek uh, alternative medicine and as a clinician and and wellness uh, and uh, healer. And I have a big background in that. And so what would happen is whether it was in school, I put myself through school uh, on a sales floor, for example, and they would record me and they couldn't figure out how they could duplicate me. 
I w- it wasn't duplicatable. Or when I would work, I w- consulted for 5,000 doctors in California and the hospital and schools, and I would write biochemical protocols, which a protocol means a script, like a, a supplement recommendation. They couldn't duplicate that. They, meaning the company, they would try to record me and figure out how are you hitting these protocols? How are you so success- successful in helping people? And I recognized at some point it was because of the energy of who I am and the gifts, my intuitive nature, my ability to uh, either what you may call move or facilitate energy around me in my space, hence the word healer. So we could call me a coach. We could call, you know, use all the terms. And at the end of the day, we're just going to roll with healer. Yeah, beautiful. So I know um, at least some people listening to this will go, okay, but like, what are you talking about? <laughs> like what energy? I'm excited to create some space for those people. And I wonder if we could just take a moment to slow down and sort of, in whatever way you feel comfortable to start to unpack how you would work with someone who's really skeptical around this in a way that's accessible for them. Thank you for saying that and offering that to your listeners, uh, simply because it's okay to be skeptical. Obviously, there's a lot going on in this country and planet and things are uncertain and people don't know or maybe have never been taught to go within to be empowered to know what they know for themselves, Mm. um, to trust. Uh, Maybe that trust has been broken. What people may not remember, recall or recognize right now is that we came in as babies with none of this. We all have learned behaviors and stories that have been created and developed over time. So if that's true, that also means that we as human beings are energy before we are anything else, depending on the era that you went to school. Uh, we, I was taught that we in physics, we are space between molecules. We are the space between molecules. And just like the law of gravity, it just simply is, there's no argument around it. It just is. If you fall out of the chair, your bum's going to land on the floor. There's just no arguing with that. You could try. And at the end of the day, so for me, everything is energy uh, before it's physical matter. And when I look at things or look to things, whether it's uh, people usually come to me for the big three, whether it's health, wellness, uh, lifestyle, it could be relationship with self or others, and it could be business, some kind of thing. I look to energy first because that's where my gifts and capacities are. And that's what I can read. And what I liken it to is that Nonverbal communication as human beings, uh, depending on who you argue with, 80 to 90% of who we are as human beings is the nonverbal communication that we're picking up on people, their vibes, their resonance, their frequency. It makes us want to come in a room, back out of a room, hang out with people, not so much, like whatever that energy is. So I tell people it's okay. And I share that it's okay to be skeptical and open. Okay. Mm -hmm. If we come from a place, especially now, where we believe that we know everything already, there's no space for anything to grow in that, at that time. And because of the time on the planet, I, we are all recognizing that we're all here together. Um, First Nation Medicine says that we are connected and related and we're all here together at such a time as this for a reason. So I want, I want people and the listeners to know that they matter. I, I see them. I hear them. And if you're closed and closed, then this is probably not a great conversation or space for you. <laughs> I meet people all the time and I have for the last 30 years of my career. <clears throat> if you're open and skeptical, I'm your gal. Because 
anything is possible in my mind, the way that I live, because I've seen it and done it or been a part of it for most of my life. Anything is possible unless you believe that it is not. Mm-hmm. And the first, um, the willingness to be open is the very second that an energy or something can start to move or shift. Yeah. Wow. You said something that that's sticking with me as I think about how energy moves and shifts. And you said that first nation people believe that we are all connected mm-hmm. and, and, and whatever way you're comfortable talking about that, either from your own lived perspective or as you understand first nation belief, like how does that interconnectedness Mm-hmm. relate to this movement of energy that you're describing like right now for instance i'm sitting outside boston you're sitting in in utah some would argue that we're not very connected except for this cool technology that lets us talk mm-hmm. but it sounds like you're living from a different place that you and i and everyone are in fact connected on perhaps we might call it an energetic level is that right and how does that fit into what you're describing well, have you ever thought of someone or have your listeners ever thought of someone and then the phone rings or you've uh, felt someone around or you've had a dream or whatever that is for you and then here the person shows up or you just know that you're going to win that prize or you just know that something's going to happen? Yeah. Energetic. Yeah. We are all connected and related so much so that First Nation people believe we dream each other up at such a time as this. And we are all here on this planet for a reason, I can assure you, mm-hmm. especially now. We may not know what that reason is, uh, given that we're in a lot of uh, chaos and you know unprecedented energies, and it's for a reason. So for me, my target is, for the first time in history, my elders have asked me to uh, teach and speak from my wisdom and knowing. And that is a very rare thing because you don't typically find someone like me on a YouTube channel or on Facebook Live or on social media. It's a time right now for all of us to recognize we're all here and connected and related together, brothers and sisters, and our choices within ourselves and our families and our communities is going to create the energy and the things that get created going forward. Mm. So we believe that there's a thing called collective agreement where we dream each other up as such a time as this. And as you can see on the planet, there is strife, there's chaos, there's anxiety, there's um, anger, there's blame, there's all of these competing sort of energies or polarization. And for me, my interesting point of view from where I sit and, and humbly speak is that energy is energy. It likes to flow. Hmm. It doesn't have a story or a point of view. It's energy. We as human beings deem it as such of good, bad, right, or wrong. Well, some people might say that light forces are dark forces, that there's a lot of polarization going on on this planet and it's happening for a reason. If we'd like to be part of an agreement or what's called a tipping point of collective energy um, to create freedom, to be the energy, the change that you want to see in the world, then we get to function from that place because we energetically vote all day long with our energy. Believe it or not, money is an energy. 
because it creates a power. It's very highly valued on this planet, right? We vote all day long with our energy, what we speak, what we say, where we spend our dollars, where we spend our time, where we spend our energy. And the only thing really that we can, we don't have control over anything. We can manage our energy. That is the one thing that we can do. And so energy to me is um, critical because that is the moot, that is the, force if you will that creates a movement in one direction or another and you see that clearly on this planet right now yeah the cynical part of me would say something like the there are forces then who are actively conspiring whether they're intentionally consciously is another question but who Mm -hmm. who have been designed in ways to create a dream in which we are all separate that, that they want us to use our energy, our attention, our money in service of things that drive us further and further apart. And yeah. that story, that, that way of thinking about what it is to be successful, what it is, at least here, as I experience it in America, as a place to look at, is one that has led to a lot of pain and suffering, both on the inner personal level and also on the collective Mm -hmm. social and systemic level and like a part of me Mm -hmm. wants to just fix that story right like i want want to just like get in there and work with it but i almost hear you saying that like we're at this moment for a reason and we need to figure it out so how are you Mm -hmm. how are you yourself and or helping others engage with stories about our life that seem to pull us apart like even just the word consumer like we have this story that americans are good consumers so what a word that is so yeah what it seems to run very counter to the possibility you're describing where we all realize that we're connected and it feels really far away from me in some mm-hmm. days the cynical part of me feels far away from that and i wonder how you would help me at least to cross that bridge and maybe help others as well mm-hmm. Well, at some point we all, so what I would say is that if, if someone reaches out to me for a healing or a reading, or they're looking, you know, a business structure, whatever that is, the energetic strategy, what I say to people is if I can read it, if I can see it, you can too. Hmm. And so at, and the difference is, is I don't have your story. I also see you and hear you. Uh, I may not always understand where you're living from because I haven't walked in your shoes. That's how I can respect all walks of life and people and be in a space called allowance. It means that I don't decide for another human being who who they should be and not be. I don't get to decide that. Mm -hmm. And shame is, and blame is a very low vibration and energy on this planet that is never going to give us the life that we say we want to have. Mm -hmm. So at some point we get to decide within ourselves what freedom actually looks like for us. And then it's an outward reflection of yourself, your primary home, which is your body, which is the longest relationship you'll ever have, the family, the community, the country, and and the planet, okay? So at some point, we get to decide what freedom looks like for us and what we're going to take inspired action on when we allow ourselves to get free. And with love and respect... To me, the time right now is not, I don't get offended very easily. I don't take things personally. I recognize there's a lot of heightened, amplified, intense energy 
on this planet right now. And I know that people, even before all this got created, did not have the tools to function from a place um, of strength and empowerment. If they did, perhaps um, this wouldn't, the, things wouldn't look the way that they did. So what I mean by we created such a time as this is we get to decide not for anyone else, but for ourselves, what freedom looks like and what we're willing to choose and be different to have that and create that within ourselves and others. So I have a, you know, I have a formula and and it's called the wise method formula. And the reason I use that and I'm teaching that at this point is because we all have an intuitive awareness and we all have a knowing in within ourselves. And when control, when resources, when safety, when the very foundation um, have been rocked, the place to go is from within. Hmm. To go within and, and empower yourself and get your own information or tools uh, to strengthen and not distract um, yourselves um, from the life that you say you want to have. And then me, I teach a lot of indigenous tools and resourcefulness when the resources are not readily available. Mm-hmm. And so I don't know if that helps answer your question, um, but that is the place that I look to first, um, even if someone's skeptical, even if there's uh, a lot of uncertainty going on for people um, in a lot of different ways. We are all connected and related in our energies, and it's up to us to determine what direction we want to go as human beings. And for me, any of the lower vibrations are not going to help us. Worry is never going to give us a life that we say we want to have. Blame, shame, regret, regret, guilt. Um, None of those things are going to give us an outcome. And so just like in seasons, there is a winter. In order for there to be a spring, there has to be a Mm. winter. Mm. And we are definitely on a winter in this planet. Yes. And we don't know we're too far in the, if we're the epic trilogy called our life, okay, we are too far in the verse, in the chapter, in the page, in the chapter, in the book, in the trilogy. We don't know what's going to get created. And the way we empower ourselves is to take our power back and not be blown by the wind is what I call it and affected by circumstance. Because I'm an internally referenced pre- person. I teach people to go within and, and empower them to know what they know for them and be internally referenced to know and choose from that place mm-hmm. versus external ref- uh, circumstance of all of the circumstances that are going on around us right now. So does that, does that help give you a frame? Yeah, it's beautiful. I, the, what I'm hearing, and tell me if this is right, is there's even despite or maybe because we are living in this winter as a, as a species and as a planet, the, the intensity of the external circumstances can feel overwhelming, can feel insurmountable. Mm-hmm. And your, what I hear you calling people towards is the possibility that in the face of any circumstance, whether it's something we might we might call small like a personal relationship or something we might call global like a war or or a pandemic mm-hmm. if we can get resourced with what is is coming from inside of us the wisdom the intuition the creativity that strength that we all have access to 
Mm-hmm. Each of us do that individually, collectively, we'll be in a much more empowered place to respond to the intensity of any external circumstance. Correct, right? because uh, people do not change from joy. They change from uncomfortability. And with love and respect, we don't change unless we get tired of our own BS. <laughs> as you can see, there are levels and layers to that BS uh, on, in this country right now and on the planet. Yeah. So at some point we get to come together, either collectively or individually first and then collectively and not decide for another person, but to recognize that we get to live differently. And if you're willing to be in the uncomfortability because the change is required uh, and that's what all of this is about and for. Uh, if you're willing to sit from that place and recognize that we don't have all the answers, we can't control it, we don't get to decide for another human being what that looks like, we can create freedom from ourselves by going within and empower ourselves and lead and shine a light for others. At the end of the day, we can't, it's never my way to decide for another person. We can always shine the light and shine the path. And it's mm. up to people to choose that. Not because we are superior to another person, place, or thing on this planet, but because we are willing to be the change that we want to see on the world. We act that energetic vote all day long. And so we don't change unless we're tired of our BS as human beings yeah. or this country, if you think about it. And that unconsciousness, um, that uncomfortability that has been for so long, if we're willing to sit and be with that and begin to ask some questions, um, I hold up my fist, for example, as an example. And let's say my fist, if you look at it, if I'm sitting from a place of, um, of suckness or I've decided for everyone else or I'm superior or I'm in a very fixed point of view and I'm I'm not willing to ask a question or be curious or be in wonder. There's very little that can get through this fist, correct? Can you see that? Mm -hmm. What if I open my palm? There's an infinite possibility available to us. Mm -hmm. And while we may not know what that looks like yet, we decide as a people what can get created. Not because we're better than someone else or because we know the way any. I humbly say that in First Nation medicine, people would consider me an authority on, on things. And the more that I know, the less that I know because I'm open to learning. Because if I come to the table and I believe I know everything already, there's very little room for any space for me to be in wonder or curious or to hear someone else's point of view or where they're coming from. You said earlier that there's the possibility that we might reach, a, I think you used the phrase tipping point. Mm-hmm. And, and what I'm reading into and tell me this is right is that there's, there's a possibility that enough people, and I don't know what enough means, right? There's about seven and a half billion of us on the planet right now. Mm-hmm. There's a possibility that enough of us might reach that open palmed place where we, our mind is open our heart is open, our will, our ability to act is open. And if enough of us reach that place, something could shift in the global conversation or in the collective conversation. Is that, is that resonating with you? Is that what you're speaking about? 
Yes, because if you look around, we have all been woke or awakened. Uh, I'm, people may be trying to distract or check out again through Netflix and some other ways. But when the pandemic, when this got created, um, and I believe that everything is a creation um, and a choice. Every breath we're given, we're given choice as human beings. When the pandemic hit and the world kind of stopped, all of the distractions and the busy and the doing and all the things that people typically went to or their go-tos to have an out of um, or to distract or whatever that was, that busy, addictive energy that people can have on the planet stopped, standstill. And what was left? Us. And that is a very uh, disconcerting place. It can be for some people if they don't have the tools, if they haven't been taught. And all the things that they were using as distractions came to a screeching halt. Hmm. So I believe that, that we were woke, woken up, awakened um, for people who either believe they have gifts and capacities and have never really known how to tap into them or the pandemic, something got created there. I'll give you an example. Back many years ago, I actually had a head injury and what got created is it exponentialize my gifts and capacities um, as a healer, um, as a wisdom keeper to be able to read people and facilitate and read energy. I like those people that you hear that can paint something or, or um, play a piano and they never have. So there will be times on this planet. And I, I humbly say, I don't believe this is going to be our first mm-hmm. rodeo. Mm-hmm. There's going to be things that will get created because we already know that there were a lot of things that were not working, but we were going about our daily lives. Maybe we didn't have the tools. Maybe we weren't ready to go there yet. Well, we're here. Mm. Now what? Now what would we like to create or get created out of this? And one of the ways is to create a tipping point of energy in the direction we say the life that we want to have. And if we've got polarization where some people will say dark forces or light forces what from this place today, if we don't judge and decide for another human being, we choose for ourselves, what would we like to see get created out of this? Uh, I know that this is a big statement. I believe that there are always blessings to things. And people who believe that they, the thing that is most wrong about them, I, it's not proper English, but the wrongness of them, the thing that's most wrong is usually a power or a superpower and a strength. Mm. And I truly believe that there will come greatness out of this. If I believe people already are moving towards these changes, they already are willing and, uh, you know, because things have been sh- shaken up. Um, I'm in Park City, Utah. And during the pandemic, we got shut down very early because we're, we're an international travel destination. And so we were a hotspot very early on and shut down. While the pandemic was going on, we were in a massive snowstorm with our earthquakes. Which earthquakes haven't been in Utah, and I can't tell you how many years. So if you want to see people go off the rails, that was it. And what you're seeing is it's not personal. So that's why I say it's not up to me to decide for another person. But please, as now is not the time to take things personally and get offended. Take that energy and choose something with it. Okay, Mm. don't stay there uh, in in that energy because we can take those energies and those... Uh, uh, whatever that is and, and change something on this planet that mm. no longer serves us. Mm. And so if people had enough coping strategies and tools, we would be sitting in a completely different place. Now's the time. Now's the time for all of us in whatever each way we're all here for a reason, whatever each way we can vote with that energy, uh, our dollars, um, our day, our time, whatever that is for us. Mm. And if there, there is no better time, 
the now. And also to recognize maybe if you're not where you want to be or things aren't exactly where you'd like them to be in terms of your tools, your resources, your resourcefulness. Uh, I have a lot of friends who um, have reached out to me because they weren't set up. Um, I, I look to what does it say about us that we can't take two weeks off and be financially devastated? Mm-hmm. That concerns me somewhat. Mm-hmm. Um, I have friends who have brick and mortar businesses completely shut down, no infrastructure in place for them, people to shop online, hundreds of thousands of dollars of inventory and uh, you know, on and on and on families that, you know, there's just every possible story that, and so what I say to people is now is a time to look at where you're at. What is it? Where is it? What are you targeting for? Where is it you like to, to go? And then my target is to help people bridge the gap of where they are and where they're looking to go. Mm. And what can that look like? And can you spend a little time in that? Mm. Uh, instead of, you know, the, the, um, blame or shame or the freak out or whatever, it's a time for us to, to get more resourceful, um, to the true definition of the word pivot in business or in life means to energetically reframe things and look at things differently. Can we be open to, uh, listening to someone else's point of view or hearing them? And not judge it or decide that ours is better or that we know more for any other human being. Hmm. Um, and, and that could, it could be personal, professional. I work with a lot of businesses and um, people all over the world. Everyone is looking at, okay, what is working? What hasn't worked? Where am I at? Where am I looking to go? And uh, what can get created now? Hmm. So if I'm, this is beautiful. And I want to help someone who's listening who might say, okay, I'm with you. I don't want to just freak out. <laughs> I don't want to, I, I'm looking around the world. I'm looking on the news. I'm looking around my life. It's, I'm seeing a lot of pain, a lot of suffering, a lot of fear, a lot of anxiety, a lot of anger. And I don't want to contribute to that. But mm-hmm. I'm really scared right now. Or I'm really anxious. And I want to develop some of these, this resourcefulness you're describing, but I just, I just mm-hmm. don't even know where to start. Or I've got an idea, but I'm not sure if it's going to work. Like, how would you, what would you say to someone like that who's hearing this and feeling drawn towards what you're describing, but also feeling like it might be out of reach for them? How do they tap into that inner knowing and resourcefulness that you've been speaking so beautifully Thank you. Thank you. Well, first of all, I will say that it's a practice. Uh, We didn't come in as babies like this. Everything from the time that we're born is an absolute learned behavior. So if that's true, that means you can also unlearn it, what I call pattern interrupt it and put something else in its place. That is a practice. Um, One of my favorite mentors says that, do you read a book about riding a bike or do you go out and ride the bike and fall (laughs) and practice or your handwriting when you learn to ride in school? It's a practice, right? So it you may choose it once or decide once and you get to practice around the choice that you're making. And so if it's okay with you, I'll give five uh, quick things that people can choose right now. Please. Uh, yeah. And I use the word choose because sometimes I believe that we forget as human beings, every breath that we're given, we're given choice. Every breath. 
Mm-hmm. And the way to be empowered and to take your power back from all of the circumstance and uncertainty is to go within and to empower yourself and, and to recognize that every breath you're given, you're given choice. Mm-hmm. We don't have to be at the effect of all the things around us. We can create change within ourselves and get free and then create it for our communities and our families and going out into the planet. So choice, number one, laughter. With love and respect, again, now is not the time to be offended and to take things personally. And if you do, take that energy and choose something with it, not in another way that judges or shames someone else. Get a sense of humor, even if it's twisted, even if you have to buy it, because laughter breaks energy and changes energy just as fast as choice does. So I tease people. I typically make people laugh or I tell them to get a sense of humor, improv, comedy, whatever, because it's a it's a higher vibration on this planet. And boy, could this planet use it a little bit yeah. of lightness right now? My goodness. Even you just Everybody. talking about it, I'm like feeling the way that my energy shifts. And yeah. yeah, it's a beautiful invitation. Yeah. And the other thing is elements. So I w- I would love it if you would go out wherever you are, as long as it's safe and comfortable, is to be in the elements. Go put your hands and feet in grass, bare grass, your hands and feet or sand or water, okay, be, be in nature, go take a walk, shake things off. This planet, things are so dense and intense and heavy right now. Choice, laughter, elements, okay? Movement is another one. Go shake, move your body. Um, you ever see little kids or like little squirmy wormies? They love to move and dance and play and have fun. Our bodies are like little kids. They like to move, okay? Uh-huh. And a lot of us have been inside, um, or quarantine or whatever that is. And we haven't had the typical freedoms that we would to go move about, travel, whatever. You can still move within your home. If it's safe, go outside, um, be in the elements, be in nature, walk, shake it off, walk it off, take a shower. If you've ever heard of people, water is a great uh, energy facilitator. Cause have you ever heard of people that really get their best ideas in the shower? Oh yeah. Or they feel better around water. It's because yeah. water is a conduit. We are 70 to 90% water as human beings, depending on who you argue with about that. <laughs> so water can change things very quickly. Okay. So you can take a shower, stick your hands or feet in, in water somehow, uh, which I know sounds weird and it works. And um, I'd love to hear from people. Uh, and then sound is another one, sound vibration. I don't know if you've, if you've ever heard of sound vibration or sound healing. Oh, yeah. There is a resonance and a frequency and a vibe to music. And all of us can, if you want to call the term raise our vibe to create some lightness, create some space, get out of that density and that heaviness that people are carrying around and that contracted energy. So choice, laughter, water, elements, sound, and movement. So even Mm -hmm. if you have a dance party in your living room, nobody's going to judge you for it. (laughs) And if they do tell them, Wendy said, when he said that she'll write me a note and I get a pass. So I get to have a dance party in my living room to shake things off. There's enough big energies on this planet, big polarizing, heavy, dense energies. And so in my interesting and humble point of view, anxiety, pain, um, fear, worry, those are big energies. And I believe in my interesting point of view that when we take that on, If we don't know where we start and stop as human beings in our own, we all have an energetic bubble or a field, if you will. 
we're tapping into these giant energies and no wonder it feels so overwhelming and contracted and you're so weighted down is because these energies are big right now on the planet. Mm. So recognize that you're not alone, that Mm. uh, there are, you do have choice, even if it doesn't feel like it in this in 10 seconds, Um, you can laugh to shake things off. You can do movement and sound water. uh, However that looks for you. Those are just really making it so simple yeah and then uh on my uh website which we'll probably say at the end i have a technique that you can all tap into and use and we won't have time for it today but that's something as well because um breathing is uh, another way that you can move energy very quickly uh in your space and in your field and in your body yeah what i love about those six invitations that we count breathing Mm-hmm. is how little it asks of us in the way of learning anything new or really is just reminding people, reminding all of us that we have already senses, bodies, breath, bellies, and so much of what comes through in our consumer culture around those things is about looking a certain way or being a certain way or acting a certain way. And all these invitations, just like, no, like just if you can, even for a minute, if you could just set all of those down and go run outside and, and yell or laugh or dance or go Mm -hmm. for a walk, that that actually over time as a practice day after day after day can shift how your body is and how your mind is how you vibrate to use your language like the vibrations shift really quickly if we do these things and Mm -hmm. i just i just had this wonderful vision of what if seven and a half billion people on the world all at once started dancing like what like what would the world be like if we all had access to the simplicity of moving in our bodies freely and without fear of shame or judgment or criticism Exactly. And that's the tipping point. That's the collective energy. That's the movement that we get to create out of this. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, this, the, the planet, the reality, some people call this 3D reality that we live in really teaches us from the time that we're born to look outside of ourselves, to be right, to uh, externally reference, um, to uh, be validated or authority or whatever that is. And a lot of tools can be so simple that people won't even choose it yeah. uh, because it comes from within them. It's free. It's already available to them. And as human beings, um, you might recognize this behavior for the listeners as well. We tend to complicate the crap out of things. As human beings. <laughs> yeah. Shocking, but true. And so people want a 12 step program or they want to know how or why, or they want to understand it. Well, I say with love and respect that even if you have those three things, even if you know how or why, or you understand it, it does not mean you're going to take the action, the inspired action on the life you say you want to have. Mm -hmm. So the things that I teach, um, I have thousands of tools, hundreds and thousands of tools for people. And in the moment when I'm working privately with people or in, in a group of facilitating, uh, it's whatever's required in that moment. And whatever tool or tool bag is going to work for that person at the time. So um, maybe for your listeners, write a list of things of tools that you do currently have Mm -hmm. besides the five, six things that we've given you so far in the podcast and that um, the other, you know, 
uh, speakers and people that you've had on, and I'm sure I've given great tools and suggestions, make a list and recognize that I know it doesn't feel like it right now, perhaps, but the universe does have our back. There are, we do have a team. There are things that, and people and places and everything around us is is actually designed to support us if we will allow it. Hmm. Uh, It's just a question of keeping it so simple Hmm. and being willing to create the practice. And if things aren't really working where you're at right now, or you're looking to tweak things, or you're looking to, you know, have some more tools, recognize that is available to you and you can choose it it is choice and you will you will get to take the action on it um because no one can do that part part for you that's the thing is that we're all kind of common denominator on our own stories Hmm. and the more we project out the less we're going to be empowered from within ourselves and we're going to be externally referenced by circumstances versus empowered from within Hmm. yeah thank you wendy it's beautiful I, uh, I, I recognize that you have to jump uh, pretty soon and I appreciate you carving this time. I'm wondering if we have time for maybe one more exploration before we wrap up or how sure. are you doing with them? Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, I recently finished a book called, it was written in the nineties, although it's been revised since it's called the last hours of ancient sunlight by Tom Hartman. Have you heard mm-hmm. of this book? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he spends the first third of the book essentially exploring how we've gotten ourselves to this place in terms of our relationship to the environment, which has uh, produced a lot of problems in terms of the production of CO2 and using up oil reserves, all that stuff. Um, And then he spends the last quarter of the book talking about like, what do we do about it? And what I was surprised by was he didn't talk about, here's the policies we need to write. Here's the you know, here are the levers we need to pull. Here's what we need to do economically. He talked about who we need to become as individuals and how we need to live. And he talked explicitly about how we might learn from indigenous wisdom. Mm-hmm. And I have a sense whether, whether or not you agree with the specifics of his opinion as a, as a white guy writing about indigenous culture, but I just have this sense that your you're living that and you're trying to help other people live that regardless of where they were born or how they were raised. And I wonder when you look at the, when you look at it, at the sort of environmental picture right now of how we're relating to our world, if there's any wisdom you want to share about that piece of the puzzle specifically, how might we begin as individuals and, and maybe even as a collective to start to see and engage with the planet that we live on differently than our, than much of modern culture asks us to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thank you for asking that. So part of the wise method and the wise breathing that I teach, which your listeners can tap into uh, after the, the podcast is in order for us to change uh, as human beings, we have to be willing to be present in the moment we cannot be in past or future we have to be willing to we don't have to do anything but with the terminology there's no other better way to say it we get to be willing we get to choose to be willing to be present in this moment Mm -hmm. and when you're present and then you have presence in your body and you're inwardly referenced and focused and you're not looking out outside of you you get to recognize that when you are voting with your energetic 
dollars or your energy all day long, what are you choosing with every breath you're given with that choice? Where are you voting? Hmm. As we decide what this environment looks like by the choices that we make Hmm. and you get to be uh, present and have presence with those choices that you're making and that we're all making together. Okay. So for first nation medicine, I can only speak from my worldview, um, worldview of the the life that I see the filters through and through my teachers and elders and who I've, I've trained with, we are connected and related to everything on this planet. We walk with mother earth. We don't walk on her. Okay. Mm. We are connected to the, what we call the tree people and the, um, grandmother, um, and grandfather sky and grandmother moon and, um, mother earth and all the things we are connected and related. So when I talk with people, I work with people and animals, uh, because two legged and four legged or the winged creatures or creepy crawlers, whatever that is for us, we are, we are connected to all things. And so we are stewards of this, of this planet and, uh, we can take the presence that we have and make choices from that place and recognize we are here right now as a collective agreement because of the choices we've made up until this moment. Hmm. So if we're asking it for it to change, we can't be in a low vibration, a blame, shame, regret, or guilt. We can't go back. And if we're too far in future, then we're not being present and we're making the choices from today in that consciousness. Okay. That conscious presence. So that allows us as individuals, uh, you know, for, um, and just, and choosing what is going to work for us um, and what freedom looks like to us and what our, what our planet looks and all the relations we are in. There's a saying that says for all of our relations, we are in relation. We are in relationship with everyone and everything on this planet. Mm-hmm. And that's why I tell people, you, you matter. It's not for me to say, but you matter. You are a miracle. You are here for a reason. We are all connected and related. We are all here for a reason, especially in a time in an unprecedented, unparalleled time like this. Mm-hmm. And so can you recognize from that place? Can you be present? Can you go within? Can you do, look at where we've been functioning from? Um, not in a place of judgment to make ourselves wrong, in a place of now what? We're all awakened now. Now, what would we like to create and generate? And what can we choose? Um, and not put it to someone else to handle or do that. Yeah. God. What was that? We're walking with Mother Earth, not on her. We walk with her. Yeah. It's everything yeah. the relationship. We are in relation to everything around us that can support us. And if we're going to create sustainability for ourselves and our family and for um, all of our relations that come after us, we get to decide what that future is going to look like. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you for that invitation and for sharing just a small sliver of the wisdom that you are carrying out in the world on behalf of all that you've learned and all the work that you do and also all the people that you partner with and connect with and serve with. It's been really a gift to get a little space with you, Wendy. Thank you so much. It's such an honor and I'm very humbled. I, uh, if you are not maybe on a stage like this, or let's say people are speakers on a stage and there's 20,000 people and they think in order to make a change, I hear people say that they want to make a big change on the planet. We love and respect that starts with us. Yeah. So even if you're not out on a podcast or out on a stage with 20,000 people right now, 
you working on you and your ability to get free and the things that no longer serve you to uh, empower yourself, uh, whatever tools and choices you make is just as important as that speaker out on the stage of 20,000. So please don't let anyone ever tell you that it's not because you matter and your voice, your heart, your energy matters, especially now. And so um, I really am grateful to be able to speak to your listeners and have our message and our energy go out into the world and see what gets created from this space and place. Yeah. Lovely. Here's to walking with each other and walking with mother earth. Mm -hmm. If people want to find, uh, go deeper with you or your work or get engaged with some of the practices you described or others that you mentioned, where should they, if they're like listening right now and they want to go, I'll make sure to include it with all the show notes, but where, where should they go? Thank you. WendyWiseHealer.com. So it's my first and last name. And um, people tease me all the time. They're like, did you make that name up? I'm like, no. <laughs> <laughs> I came through with that name. So WendyWiseHealer.com. Lovely. Great. Wendy, this has been such a pleasure. It's so good to meet you. I can't wait for whenever the world brings us together again. And in the meantime, I wish you all the best out there as you help other people not only wake up, but also connect to their own beauty and power that they already have. Thank you so much. Thank you for your time and energy. I really appreciate the work you're doing out in the world. Thank you, Wendy. Thanks for tuning in to The Wonder Dome. This podcast was produced by me, Andy Cahill, with support from Kelly Serquois, and audio editing services from John Nolan at Middle Mountain Studios. The theme song was written and performed by Todd Marston. You can find The Wonder Dome wherever pods are casted. If you dig what we're doing here, please share widely, subscribe, and give us some love in the review boards. And if you feel called to support this humble offering to the world, while also making an even greater impact in the lives of others, consider becoming a monthly supporter. Not only will you help me keep the lights on and keep the show going for as long as I'm able, but 30% of all member contributions go directly in support of causes like the Black Lives Matter movement, the United Nations Refugee Agency, and the National Resources Defense Council. You can find out more at my website, mindfulcreative.coach, where you can also sign up for my newsletter, learn about my transformational coaching work, and get plugged into exclusive offers and community happenings. In the meantime, I'm wishing you a life of purpose, power, and presence. We need you now more than ever.